0: Welcome back to another episode of Just and Ghost Stories. I am the host, Adam. I should probably introduce myself. Hello, everybody. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for all of the nice feedback from everybody so far. It's like, it's really appreciated. Otherwise, I could, I'm just sitting here with lights on in the background talking to myself. So it it is uh, much appreciated. Any rates and reviews as well at this stage, especially because, you know, it's a really small podcast, obviously. That kind of stuff helps me get um, pushed up in queues and more people will see it. Tell all your friends, tell your granny, tell everyone. Anyway, this week I have a bunch more ghost stories for you all and I'm going to read it. These intros are really awkward. Also, please let me know like in the comments below, do you prefer... The podcast version? Do you like the video thing that I have going on or what? Um. Anyway, this first story is a story that I found sometime last year and I, I never got around to sharing it, I don't think. And it's from Reddit user Friend Comprehensive 2. I'm still not sure if I'm a believer, but I do admit I love some true horror and I wanted to share the one encounter that I truly cannot explain. I was a scout with Scouting Ireland from age 12 to 16 and one of our most frequently used campsites was Larch Hill in the Wicklow Mountains. The scout leaders liked to tell us scary stories about a woman who haunted the area, most commonly referred to as the Lady of Larch Hill. Kind of unimaginative if you ask me. I wasn't exactly a believer at the time and brush off the stories as just that, stories. I'm going to briefly describe the layout of the campsite. When you drive into the entrance of the campsite, there's a big gravel car park with the welcome centre and bathrooms to your right. Straight ahead, there's a gravel path that has entrances to fields left and right of it. On this particular occasion, we were camping at the very back field to the right of the path. There was no lighting installed anywhere in the campsite, apart from the bathrooms and outside of the welcome centre lighting the car park. So this particular weekend, I must have been 15 at the time, We're camping in the backfield. The mess tent is set up near the entrance to the field which leads out onto the path that goes toward the car park. It faces out towards mountains and to the left of the mess tent, at the base of the field surrounded on one side by trees and brush, were our tents. At the time there were four girls camping two two two-man tents and a few boys' tents scattered around us. Me and my best friend were sharing a tent and we had gotten into a pointless argument that evening but I was scared of walking around the campsite on my own in the dark so that night after everyone had long gone to bed I asked her to come to the bathrooms which were about a five minute walk from the campsite. She wasn't talking to me and walked about six feet in front of me and I sheepishly followed behind. We walked without torches toward the mess tent as it had a single light hanging from the rail outside of it lighting the campsite. As we approached it I walked looking at the ground because I didn't want to trip over the tree roots and camping gear that may have been left out for the next morning. I noticed the shadow of a girl to my left, maybe three feet behind me. I automatically assumed one of the other girls had heard us leave and was in the same position as me and scared to walk to the bathroom on her own at night. So I turned around, but no one was there. When I looked down, the shadow was still there. I remember distinctly thinking it was the shadow of a girl, because it could make out long hair and a dress, which I had assumed was a nightgown. It was a warm night. Looking at the shadow, back to my own, back to the shadow of my friend, I noticed something. The light. The one singular source of light on a cloudy night where you couldn't see the moon or stars was hitting us from the right, and my shadow, and my friend's shadow, stemmed from our feet towards ten o'clock. While this shadow seemed to be coming from nowhere. I tried to rationalise it in every way physics would allow, but I was so freaked out that I closed my eyes and speed walked closer to my friend. We didn't say anything to each other the whole walk down, and once we had gotten past the mess tent and onto the path, we turned our phone torches on to light the path, which was completely dark, all the way up to the bathrooms. We could see lights from other campsites dotted around the place, but no more bright enough or close enough to be of any use lighting the path. When we got to the bathrooms, I locked myself in a stall and just sat there. My heart was beating out of my chest, and I felt like if I opened the door, someone was going to be standing there, waiting for me. I waited until I heard my friend flush and unlock her stall before I left mine, and I couldn't even look in the mirror as I washed my hands because I was afraid I would see something I didn't want to. We walked back to our tent, and I got into my sleeping bag without saying anything. I barely slept that night, trying to figure out what had happened, and if I had seen a ghost. To this day, if people ask me if I've ever had a paranormal encounter, I think back to that shadow walking behind me. It gives me chills just writing about it now. The following story is from Reddit user Misty XOX. So, when I was about seven years old, I was getting ready for school and going through my basic routine. The routine I had was get up and dressed, go downstairs and make a cup of tea, make breakfast, and then when my older brother got downstairs, I'd say good morning to him. This morning was just like usual. It was a sunny day, and I was doing my routine, but had been a bit slower than usual. I was making breakfast and had heard someone rushing down the stairs. I thought my brother was coming down, so I stopped making my breakfast and looked to the hallway door to say good morning, but upon looking, I didn't see my brother. Instead, I saw myself. Same age as I was. The other me stopped and stared at me without saying anything. The other me looked petrified. We stood there for a few seconds, staring at each other, and then the other me ran into the bathroom, which was right next to the doorway. I hesitantly walked over to see the bathroom door was shut. I opened it slowly and looked in, but the other me wasn't in there. I looked behind the door, but there was no one there. I was so scared I ran upstairs and bumped into my brother and broke down into tears. No one believes me that this happened. I hope someone has some answers. The story was submitted by Reddit user Molly Roxy. This started happening about a year ago. I'm posting this just to see if anyone knows why this is happening or how to stop it. The first encounter was last spring, when me and my friend decided to go hiking on this trail that's about a 10 minute walk from my house. We were about a half a mile into the trail when we heard it. It was a woman, screaming for her life. She yelled and pleaded with us to come help her, but when we yelled back to ask if we should call someone, she didn't answer, and kept repeating, asking us to come help her. I'd like to say that we immediately left the woods and called the police, but we didn't. Something in our 15-year-old minds convinced us that it would be safe for us to go and check it out ourselves. We armed ourselves with rocks and headed down the trail when we heard another voice telling the woman to shut up or they would kill her. Then both voices went silent. This is when we finally called 911, who told us to exit the trail and wait for an officer. We did, And about 10 minutes later, one showed up. Like the police in most of these stories, they were of no help. And they were very suspicious of two teenage girls calling in a possible homicide. They supposedly searched the whole 10 mile trail in about 20 minutes. And came back and told us that they found nothing. But took our names and told us that they would get back to us if anything came up. But I guess nothing did because I never heard from them again. When I got home, I told my older sister and this is when she told me that she thought it might have been a skinwalker, a native legend that her father had told us about. The skinwalker will try to lure you by disguising itself as someone you know or who needs help. I told her that that was crazy, but it still lingered in the back of my mind. The next encounter takes place a few nights later. I was walking the dogs with my sister when she looked over and sort of chuckled and asked, ''Why is that trash can in the middle of the road?'' I looked past the gates of our community and I saw it. It was a wide creature with skinny legs and arms, with hands that looked like claws. And I told her that I didn't think it was a trash can, but I didn't know what it was. It then started moving towards us in a strange way that didn't look human, but it didn't exactly look like the way an animal moved either. I don't think I've ever run so fast in my entire life. As soon as we got home, we told my mom and she looked at us like she thought we were crazy. But when we told my dad, he looked worried and he told us about his experience when he was camping and saw something eerily similar to what we saw. We didn't walk the dogs at night for a good amount of time until we felt like things were normal again. Nothing happened for a while and everything felt safe. This happened in January. I had made new friends. And we were hanging out one night when one of them decided to show the rest of us a hideout that they had made in the woods. A little bit stupid to go out in the woods at night, I know, but it was a fine neighbourhood and it felt safe enough at the time. We were walking through the woods when suddenly we heard someone screaming for help. It was a man this time. I had learned my lesson from the last time and I snapped at my friends to run and go back to the car. When we were back in the car... I told them about skinwalkers and my previous experiences and they looked at me like I was crazy until I pulled up a video of a supposed skinwalker sighting that sounded exactly like what we had just heard. I didn't go to the woods at night for a while but eventually I forgot it even happened and returned to the woods. The next encounter happened about a month ago. I thought it was over after those encounters but apparently not I was walking to the woods with one of my friends that was with me for the previous encounter when I dropped my phone. He pulled out his flashlight and helped me look for it because it was pitch black. That's when I heard it. This time, a little boy screaming for help. I couldn't quite make out what he was saying, but I had heard enough. I told my friend we should get out of there, and we did. A few weeks later, me and my sister were walking her dog when we heard someone screaming incoherently. We yelled back to ask if they needed help, but the voice just kept screaming. I told my sister we needed to go, and we did. The most recent encounter happened two nights ago. Me and my friends were walking around the ditch by their house. We didn't know it would be dangerous because we had gone there at night before. We were about a half a mile away from the car when we saw it. My friend thought it was just a sign, but then it moved. It was a creature with horns, or arms that it raised above its head we could only see the outline of it because it was pitch black except for a street light but it was clearly there and started moving towards us we booked it to the car and went back to my house I haven't been outside past dark since I haven't told anyone about this last encounter over fear of scrutiny for going back outside after what happened but I feel like I have to tell someone following stories from Reddit user Walking With Stephen. This was in 1989. I was visiting my father who lived in Birmingham, England. It was a typical weekday afternoon. I arrived at the pub and ordered my first drink. While the lady went to change the barrel, I saw a similar face in the doorway behind the bar. Stan. Although I thought it was unusual, as Stan wasn't part of the staff. He'd usually be on the other side of the bar enjoying a cold pint. I said hello, but he just stared right at me, saying nothing. It felt odd. Later, my father arrived. I bought him a drink and we began chatting. I then mentioned I had seen Stan standing behind the bar. And my father looked at me as if I was crazy. You'll have a job. He's dead. In fact, they're having his wake at the pub this afternoon. following story is from Reddit user pkp434. In 2013, my wife and I divorced and we both moved into separate homes. The divorce went well and we're still good friends to this day, partly because we have a daughter together. We agreed to split custody over our daughter and I rented an old house in a historic district in the city where we live. It was a very pretty home, built in 1935 but kept up very well. I would have my daughter two weeks at a time and she had a bedroom in the back of the house. She was three years old at the time, and I kept noticing her talking to her friend. One day I found her in a little closet talking to someone, and I remember her saying she was talking to another little girl named Betty. I have no idea where she heard the name Betty, as she was only three years old, but I just chalked it all up to a child's vivid imagination. Keep in mind, I'm a single dad to a little girl, I really have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to dressing hair or just little girl stuff in general. Her mother is good at that stuff, but not me. I put my daughter to bed one night after her bath. I remember brushing her hair that night, but that was all I did. The very next morning, her mom came to pick her up from my house, and my daughter was just waking up. Her mom went back to her bedroom to find my daughter's hair was fixed in two perfect French braids. Her mom was real proud of me at first that I had done her hair so cute, but I told her I didn't and couldn't do that. I can't even braid her hair, much less do perfect French braids. We asked our daughter how her hair got fixed, and she told us that Betty had done it during the night. I broke the contract on the rental agreement and moved out within the next month. This story comes from Reddit user Abby Kadabi. My grandma's house has always, for as long as I can remember, been a scary place. My dad and aunt and uncle all grew up in the house and had paranormal experiences occur throughout their lives. One example was when my dad and uncle were teenagers. My uncle was walking down the steps and was swinging a towel as he had just washed his hair. Out of nowhere, my dad, who was standing in the living room at the bottom of the stairs, saw the towel straighten out in front of my uncle as if someone had pulled it, and my uncle fell forcefully down the stairs. Now my grandma hates all things paranormal, especially Ouija boards, so it's a big no-no in our family to discuss the paranormal events that occur in the house. Twenty years or so ago, my cousins and brothers were playing upstairs in the house. The toys were set up in the room across the hall from them, and they were all in the same bedroom playing a board game. Out of nowhere, a Hot Wheels car, no batteries, no wind-up, just an average Hot Wheels car, slowly exited the room that the toys were in. It went across the hallway and into the room where they were all sitting. Needless to say, they were all terrified. Around eight years ago, my oldest brother moved into the basement of their house. One night... When he was home alone, he woke up out of a deep sleep, having felt like he was shaken by someone. He stood up and instantly smelled gas. He went upstairs and outside of the house. Later, he found out there was a carbon monoxide leak and if he had not woken up, there's a big chance he could have died in his sleep. Months after that, when my grandparents were away for the weekend, the family decided to try the ghost radar app in the house. We all sat around the phone, and my uncle asked the normal questions. Is anyone here? Blah, blah, blah. Then he asked, who used to live in the basement? The ghost radar replied with my brother's full first name, which no one ever calls him. We were shocked. So my uncle asked, how did you save him? It replied with, wake. He then asked, what did you save him from? And it said, gas. Gas. Needless to say, we were shocked. The last thing that I'm going to talk about that happens in the house is my grandparents' friend's obituary, who passed away probably 15 years ago, will show up in their kitchen every month or so. They usually say hello to their friend and put the obituary back in the basement where it's supposed to stay. A little while later, it'll show back up in the kitchen. Stories from Reddit user BadMamaJama080818 I worked as a PSW on the night shift at a long-term care home. I had a resident bell ring at 2.59am. I went in and asked her what she needed and she proceeded to yell that there was a man in her bathroom and that I needed to get him out. We had people who would wander into other rooms so I asked her what the man looked like and she said he was a black figure and he had no face. I calmed her down and then told whoever was in the bathroom that they had to leave her alone. I then went back to my charting. Around 3.10, I had another call bell ring, but from the other side of the floor from where the first bell went off. I went into this resident's room. This particular resident would ask for pain meds around this time, and I asked if he needed meds. He told me, and I quote, There's a creepy man in my room with no face. You need to get him out. My blood ran cold. And I had a nurse stay with me on the floor for the rest of my shift. This following story is from Reddit user its underscore moi. When I was 15, Paranormal Activity came out. My friend and I decided to try the Ouija board. We spoke to this guy named Frank. And I remember he used to say fucked up things like My mum is standing behind you and she doesn't like you. I'll overdose on pills. Just weird and crazy dark shit. But my friend and I thought we were fucking with each other and trying to freak each other out. A few weeks later I was sleeping in bed. I had a shelf above my bed head that had my graduating teddy from primary school sitting on top. The teddy has sat there for years without being moved and there was a dresser with a mirror at the end of my bed. I woke up to the teddy falling on top of my head and when I looked in the mirror I saw a girl brushing her hair in front of my dresser. I rubbed my eyes numerous times and instead of her disappearing she became more clear. But the more I stared it was like I was looking at myself when I was even younger. Like... Six or seven years old, as she had thick auburn hair, but was wearing a very old style or type of nightgown. I hid under the covers and after checking numerous times to see if she was gone, she finally disappeared. Fully freaked me out. Anyway, we stopped playing with the Ouija board and did other things normal teenagers do. I never told anyone about what I saw, bar a few friends, but I put it down to me just seeing things and that I was still dreaming. Fast forward 11 years. I'm 26 now. I picked up my sister and was driving her home and she randomly starts talking about when my friends and I played with the Ouija board. And she tells me that her and my other sister think that I brought something into the house. I shrug and I ask, why do you think that? And she says, we used to wake up seeing a girl brushing her hair in front of us. I slammed the brakes and was like what the fuck and she says yeah she didn't say or do anything just brushed her hair and then i fessed up that i had seen her too but i thought i was dreaming anyway we both haven't seen her for many years which i consider lucky because i don't want anything in the house but i must admit it does still freak me out and i don't want to see her again Our next story today comes from Reddit user Reindeer are Awesome. This is something my great grandfather experienced. Let's call him Ant. When Ant was young, he was travelling from the nearby town back to his family, who were living on the tundra. The weather was nice, with the northern lights and moon shining on the landscape. He could see very well, even though it was dark outside. Ant was travelling with his fastest reindeer. The snow was hard, so the reindeer had no difficulty pulling the sled. Then, all of a sudden, the reindeer stops. It has its tail held high, and with erect ears, it's looking at some nearby trees. Ant tries to see what it is, but he doesn't see anything. Ant knows that his reindeer is really tame and doesn't get spooked easily. Then all of a sudden, from the trees, he hears a loud cry. Ant jumps back on the sled right before the reindeer starts running. Holding on tight to the sled, the reindeer sprints across the lake. Ant looks behind him, his eyes open wide as he sees a small silhouette running behind him. The reindeer is running at around 60 kilometers per hour, but the thing is keeping up with them. As they run across the lake, the silhouette is following them and crying with such an ugly voice. Ant decides to stop his reindeer. He sees the silhouette approaching him so he quickly draws a cross on the snow. The thing stops behind the cross. Ant sits down and starts looking at the thing. As it comes closer, he sees what he had suspected. A small child, with just a small piece of cloth covering its nether regions. Ant had heard of the so-called yaparas. He had heard what to do if you encounter a yaparas. He starts by praying the Lord's Prayer. But instead of praying normally, he starts from the end and reads the prayer backwards. The child is sitting quietly in front of Ant. Then Ant puts his hand on the child. I will give you the name of Needle, and you are going to find peace, never having to cry again. After that, Ant sits back, and the small child disappears back into the darkness. Ant jumps on the sled, and with his reindeer, they quickly escape from that place. Thank you very much for listening to episode three of Just F and Ghost Stories. This one is going to be on the weekly creep feed as well um, as the regular feed. So if you're seeing it in two places, I mean this is the end, so you already know that it's the same episode. But I'm just trying to make sure that everybody sees it. Um, make sure to send me your stories next week at justeffandghoststories at gmail and follow me on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now, uh, Weekly Creep Adam on TikTok instagram just weekly creep and yeah i'm hoping to release the next one in two weeks time so every second wednesday for now is going to be our scheduled programming don't forget to like rate review subscribe do all of that kind of stuff because that really helps me um you know get more people tell your friends tell everybody yep okay bye